and welcome to another edition of the Campus Hunger Project podcast, where we examine the current issues college students are facing when it comes to food insecurity. I'm your host, Monica Sager. Today we are talking with Maurice Korish, a student at Ray Kushner Yeshiva High School who created a food insecurity distribution program in New Jersey with his friends called Deliver Together. Welcome, Maurice. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Can you start by telling us a little bit about yourself and why the issue of food insecurity is so important to you? For sure. So I, I live in New Jersey, and when the pandemic began, a good friend of mine and I, we noticed um, that a lot of elderly individuals really struggling to come to, to get the necessary groceries they needed every week. So there were a lot of pre-existing delivery programs, of course. Am- amidst the pandemic, a lot of those programs had a lot of back orders. Uh, because so many people started ordering uh, as nobody really wanted to venture into the grocery stores uh, for fear of catching the virus. We were inspired. We, we saw so many other people getting involved and engaging with the community. Uh, so we were quickly inspired to begin helping out as well. And we, we, we felt that this would be one of the most uh, effective ways to help out the community, especially since so many elderly and immunocompromised people could not leave their homes. Definitely. It's really awesome of you guys to do something like this. Can you explain a little bit of what Deliver Together is and how it works? Yeah, absolutely. So Deliver Together is a volunteer, not-for-profit organization. It's entirely teen-led. And what we do is we offer a free and reliable grocery delivery and shopping service to elderly and immune-compromised individuals uh, who fear leaving their homes due to the pandemic way I uh, try and explain it to people um, is we are a platform that connects people who are in need uh, with volunteers and using our programming skills we were able to quickly put up a website and develop our own algorithms our own unique location algorithms to efficiently match volunteers uh, with clients who are in need based on closest proximity. That's really awesome. Do you work with food pantries, markets, both of them? How does that part fit in? So we actually had a collaboration um, with a local organization helping particularly seniors. And with that collaboration, we were also working with the food pantry in which our members, our, uh, members from Deliver Together uh, would collect food. We would work with the food pantry and then we would distribute that. We would distribute the food to seniors who, who needed, for example, uh, packaged food or, or even just non-perishable items for the long term. As, uh, and this had been really earlier in the pandemic when we really weren't sure how long this would last. Uh, so this was really to kind of provide a foundation uh, for seniors who were going to be uh, undergoing a lot of struggles during this time. Can you speak to how it's better or maybe just different than a food pantry or some similar resource? Uh, so Adam and I, who's the other founder, we both are programmers um, and we're able to quickly set up a website and our platform, we, we, we really strive on creating a personal relationship with all of our clients. So that way we, they, the clients are the elderly and immunocompromised individuals who are helping really feel uh, a sense of personal connection to all of the volunteers. The, the mission is to really engage younger people because we feel that by engaging younger people or the, or the youth, um, we're able to create a, a very, a very um, inspiring impact and a lot. I love that. And can you speak to that impact? What have you seen so far? Very fortunate to have been able to, to help um, several hundred families thus far. 
and complete over around 850 deliveries. We've been fortunate to collaborate with various organizations in completing food package deliveries uh, for elderly and homebound individuals. There are various organizations that we work with. One of them that people may have heard of is the Friendship Circle. Um, that's, a, that's an organization that's very well known in the New Jersey or in the, in the metropolitan area where I live. But it's also very well known throughout, uh, I, I think, the East Coast. And we've been, help, we've been working with them uh, to, kind of, to kind of have a program in which we, or we, we deliver the, the care packages that they prepare. Uh, and then our volunteers go and uh, deliver them to homebound families. In addition to that, uh, we're very fortunate to have received um, a lot of uh, statewide media coverage and also a lot of recognition from government officials. We have, we've been fortunate to meet uh, and come in contact with several mayors um, and really have recognition from Congress people. This has enabled us to really broaden our reach and help as many people as possible. That's so cool. So you've mentioned a few times about the pandemic and especially with people staying home, but can you speak to how COVID-19 has affected food insecurity in general? Absolutely. So uh, the COVID-19 pandemic has really affected a lot of people uh, in terms of food insecurity, especially because it has hit a lot of families in terms of socioeconomic status. And actually recently we've been, we've been working on a collaboration County of Essex to deliver food to low-income seniors um, in Essex County, as a lot of them who've unfortunately potentially lost their jobs, uh, they're no longer able to get a steady flow of supply of food. And, and really, we feel that it's our responsibility now to go out and help uh, and provide food for people who don't, who don't now have access to that steady flow of food. So do you think that more needs to happen within the realm of food insecurity? Absolutely. I mean, I think, I think, you know, there are so many people who, who can really go out and, and help and, you know, there, we could, there could always be more hands used uh, to help deliver and to, to help package um, as really the pandemic has hurt a lot of people, unfortunately. And I think a lot could be done to, to improve uh, food insecurity during, especially during the times of the pandemic. You mentioned delivering, but are there any other tips or suggestions of how our listeners could help out? For sure. I mean, I, I think there are definitely, there are a lot of logistical uh, methods that people could get involved um, simply by even reaching out to, or even, even by reaching out to neighbors or just, or just calling people or, and then simply just distributing that data out there. So that way uh, we can maximize the number of people we're helping. Definitely. And then I know that a lot of people listening are going to also be doing advocacy work on their own campuses. So can you discuss the, any tips that you might have? I know that you re have received several grants yourself for your programs. So just ways that you can get this kind of support. Yeah, for sure. So um, it, security is, um, is really a, a large problem, um, as I've touched upon, because so many people have been affected by it. I think the, 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 the best method to advocate for people who are in need uh, is simply to go out and, and really just talk to your peers, talk to your friends, and, and just educate them so on, on occasion about uh, what's going on there. I mean, sometimes people aren't necessarily aware of how much people are in need. I mean, uh, of, course, of course, everyone is aware that the pandemic has hit a lot of families very hard, unfortunately, uh, but really just to have that presence um, aware all the time 
So for example, through Deliver Together, I'm, I'm surrounded by uh, the concept of food insecurity almost every, every day, really. With the grants, though, do you have any suggestions on how people can receive those? Like, how did you go about doing that yourself? So there are a lot of youth service grants that are out there. I, I would suggest really just uh, ask people or, or do, do research online. Um, there are so many resources online that, and there are so many organizations that want to support, you know, kind of local volunteer organizations who are doing a lot of the wet work, a lot of the work that a lot of the hands-on work, such as delivering, such as packaging food for people who don't have it. Uh, so I would suggest really just um, get involved, do, do the research online and ask people if they have heard of any grants. Uh, you know, that's how I was fortunate to hear about, for example, the recent Shark Tank competition that we were fortunate to come in second place. If you just ask around and you, and you ask people to refer things to you, if, if anything comes about, then that way you could better be informed on if there are any funding opportunities. And then in terms of expanding your programs, I know that you have worked to expand to other locations, even other states. Do you have any suggestions on that? Why is that even important to do? Oh, for sure. So again, we've been, we've been really privileged to expand now to two other states. We're, we're really working right now in Florida. That's, that's, Florida has been hit very hard by the pandemic. Um, as many people know, unfortunately, and Florida is also home to many senior citizens. So that's definitely been a priority for us now to really expand our program there. Uh, we've already began doing deliveries through our organization there, and we're very, we're very excited to keep expanding. Uh, and I would say expansion is all about outreach. You know, we have people who are dedicated on our team to really calling people and, and simply just reaching out to peers other campuses, other schools, and just in other cities and kind of just gauging the situation um, and then have people really uh, run the organization or run aspects of volunteer work in, the, in those locations. Has all of the work that you've done within food insecurity given you a new perspective? Has anything surprised you in particular? Oh, I've definitely gained a new perspective. Uh, even just the volunteer work ha has really opened my eyes without a doubt um, to how much of a difference, how much of an impact really one can have, even at even even the youth, even college students, even as a high school student, um, how much impact you can really create. And really, every time I do a delivery, I still, um, you know, I'm humbled by, by that opportunity uh, to help uh, someone who is in need, someone who can't leave their home, someone who, you know, is in fear of catching the virus because they're elderly or, or immunocompromised. Uh, so it's really, it's really humbled me and I'm, uh, and I'm privileged every time I'm able to go out and, and help someone uh, and help someone because of the food insecurity. So then looking towards the future, you're going to college next year. How are you hoping to expand your understanding and work within food insecurity? Um, so food insecurity, uh, now, that I've, now that I've been exposed to food insecurity in a larger sense, this will be something that um, I would want to pursue further to kind of help people who are struggling as a result, um, either as a result of food insecurity in general, or I mean, of course, now during the pandemic, but even in the long term, hopefully when this pandemic is over, um, then, then I really think that food insecurity is something that I'd want to pursue 
meaning to to help people who who undergo food insecurity problems and and to help provide for people who are in need of, of food on a regular basis. So another thing looking towards the future after the pandemic, hopefully sooner in the future than what it seems like, how will Deliver Together still be able to make an impact? This this is something that we've thought about, we've we've uh, discussed with our advisory board, but the goal is to become a 501c3 uh, incorporated nonprofit organization by the end of the first quarter of 2021. So we really do see our organization as a long-term nonprofit uh, that could really provide uh, deliveries for seniors uh, who are who are homebound for whatever the reasons may be. Hopefully, even at the end of the pandemic, we know that there are uh, services such as Instacart that that do cost money, um, and occasionally that can be a burden for certain families, for certain homebound individuals. Um, so we really do feel that by providing a volunteer service, a free service for homebound individuals, we are able to help people who don't necessarily have access to resources to pay for such a service. That's really awesome. So I think that all leads me up to my last question for you, Maurice. Is there any final takeaways around food insecurity, the work that you do, or anything in general on this topic that you'd like to leave with our audience? I would just say that it's important to to go out every day, have an optimistic perspective, get involved with volunteerism, get involved with helping the community. It's important, I think, to to really serve people uh, in the community. I'm inspired every day by other people who do who serve the community and who've done who've had much greater impact than I have, than Deliver Together has, and all our volunteers. Um, and because of that, I think it's crucial to really get out and um, help the community. Great. Thank you so much for joining us. I've loved hearing about Delivered Together and the work that you guys are all doing. It's super impactful, and I hope that other people are inspired to do something similar as well. Thank you so much for having me. That's it for today. I'm Monica Sager. See you next week for our next episode of the Campus Hunger Project Podcast.